Blessings to you, my friend. This is Pastor McGee with Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, and you're listening to Empower the City Podcast. I pray today that your hearts are blessed, minds renewed, and you are infused with the passion to serve God like never before. Blessings to you, and enjoy the message. So we started a series um, on last week simply entitled The Whispers of God, and, and I feel in my spirit uh, that God wants to talk to us a little bit more. That was one of our points on last week, the fact that God wants to talk. Somebody shout, God wants to talk to me. God God wants to have a conversation with you. And so um, as I was just kind of meditating on that thought today, this is what came, excuse me, not today, but earlier this week, this is what came to mind. God wants to talk, but why he want to talk? Anybody ever ask that question? Why why you want to talk to me? <laughs> you know, you never asked? Okay. Have you ever asked that question about anybody else? Girl, I need to talk to you. I buy wood. I can't wait because, and my wife, she is the world's worst. Please do not ever call my wife or text my wife and say, we need to talk. I got to tell you something. She ain't going to be able to sleep. <laughs> and she's going to keep me up all night trying to figure out what it is y'all talking about. Just wait until it's time to talk. Praise the Lord. So I asked the question, if God wants to talk to me, what, what does he want to talk about? And not just that, why does he want to talk to me? And there are two things I want to highlight. Number one, because of personal connection. It's, it's about relationship. I, I like to talk to my children because I want my children to know my heart. I want them to know my heart. And then, by the same token, a lot of things they're involved in or they're doing, I usually, not usually, but a lot of times I know what's going on on the inside of them, but it just makes me feel good when they willingly communicate it to me. God already knows what your struggles, what your failures, what your successes are. He knows everything about you, but it does something to the relationship when you come forth and say, God, this is what's on my heart. Casting all your cares upon him because he what, y'all? Because he cares for you. So God wants to talk, number one, because of personal connection. But number two, he wants to talk because of, somebody shout, destiny instructions. It's not, ooh, it's not just about, it's not just about us building a bond. That's important. But beyond that, there are some things that I want to accomplish through you. So when it comes to destiny instructions, if you're taking notes, jot these, these few things down. Number one, destiny instructions are for you, but not about you. Hear that. When, when God speaks to your destiny, and you got to be careful because when God tells you who you are, make sure you're not just excited because um, it helps you to get over some sense of so low self-esteem or low self-worth or something like that. So, so God, God has called me to be a prophet. God has called me to be a pastor. God has called me to be a, a, a whatever. Don't just be excited because you feel as though he's called me. But the reality is he didn't call you for you. He called you to serve people that he. So the destiny instruction that God has for you is for you, but it's not about you. Who is it for? It's about uh, the impact of the lives of those who are within your sphere of influence. That's who God is concerned about when he speaks to you about destiny. Impacting the lives of those within your sphere of influence. Number three, jot this down. The effect often extends through generations you will never see. Now you you gotta you gotta you gotta catch this because there the things that God wants to that's why it's so critical for you not only to hear the voice of God but be willing to respond to what God is saying because what God has to say to you doesn't just impact you but literally impact generations. Can somebody say amen to that? So, so this, is, this is what we often see. When God speaks to us, we often see how it impacts the person next to us. My, my, God speaks to me, and I see how it affects my, my wife, how it affects my children, 
Uh, he's giving me a message right now. I'm seeing how it's impacting you guys right now. So this is our view, but that's God's view. I want to help. Let me show you again. I said, this is our view, but that's God's view. And because this is our view, that's why sometimes we're a little hesitant. Well, it is, it's just my cousin, them. I tell them later what the Lord says. No, baby, you may not have later. And if you don't tell them, it ain't just that you're missing her. You might be missing. Understand, my, my children, they'll have children. Greg Jr., he's going to have, <laughs> he's gonna have um, Greg Stephen McGee III. We've talked about this all of his life. I remember when he was like four or five years old. I said, son, what you going to name your son? He says, uh, probably Robert. I said, pow. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, I ain't. <laughs> so, so, so he'll have Greg Stephen uh, McGee III. And watch this. He's going to teach Greg III some things that I taught him that I learned from my daddy who spiritually mentored me that my daddy learned from Elder Hands, the man that led him to the Lord. Now, I just wonder, I just wonder, I just wonder, I was thinking about this. When Elder Hand, who led my daddy to the Lord, and it was amazing, this, this, is, this was Elder Hand's evangelism techniques. He would literally walk the streets with his Bible, and he would just yell out, read your Bible, ask God for the understanding. And he will give it to you. <laughs> Just walking through the street, telling people, walk on the basketball court. Read your Bible. Ask God for the understanding. And he will give it to you. Just real simple. And the man brought countless people to the Lord with just a simple message. Read the word of God. And he'd get people's uh, attention. And he'd wind up discipling them and praying with them. And, and, and so when he, was, when he was praying with my daddy and he was training my daddy and teaching my daddy, I just wonder, did he see Greg III when he was talking to Nathaniel? critical that you teach my daddy because my daddy's going to get saved and when he gets saved he's going to birth me and I'm going to I'm going to give my life to the Lord and then I'm going to birth my son he gives his life to the Lord he's going to birth his son and what Greg the third is experiencing is something out of the obedience of a man that he never met so I'm telling you that God wants to speak to you. Yes, personally, he wants to develop and cultivate the relationship, but more than that, his destiny instructions he wants to give you. Look at your neighbors and neighbor. It's critical for you to hear. It's critical for you to obey. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we posed the question last week. We said, okay, if God wants to talk to me, and then we said that we have the, an innate ability to hear the voice of God because we are just like a baby is born with a, a healthy baby is born with the ability to naturally hear. The Bible declares that we are born again. So we're born with spiritual ears to hear our heavenly father. The Bible compares us to sheep. Sheep has an ability that most animals don't have. Uh, lions don't have this. Bears don't have this. Sheep have an ability to hear and to distinguish the voice of their shepherd and only respond to their shepherd. So you are born spiritually. If you're a believer, you have an innate ability to hear the voice of God. So here is my question. If God wants to talk to me and I have the ability to hear, why am I having trouble knowing what his will is for my life? Why does it seem like his voice is so, so cloudy in, in this particular area? So we highlighted two things last week. We said, number one, failure to carry out previous instructions. So you want God to talk about this and you hadn't obeyed him about that. 
And that's real simple. We saw that in the life of Eli. You need to go back and do what God told you to do. And maybe you're in that situation right now uh, where, where you can't, it's, it's difficult for you to hear the voice of God right now. And I just want to challenge you to just simply ask the question, God, what was the last thing you told me that I didn't, I didn't carry out? Because some of you guys may have forgotten it. So failure to carry out previous instructions. Number two, we said limited experience in distinguishing the voice of God. That's what Samuel was. And, and, and the key to that was just make it, somebody shall make time. Make time for God. And we use, we use the illustration of Mary and Martha. Martha was serving in the kitchen. Uh, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha mad at Mary because she's sitting down at Jesus' feet. And Jesus is like, this is what's necessary. Because sometimes we can be so busy working for God, we don't have time for Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, make time for him. You know what some of you guys need to do? You need to actually schedule an appointment with God. No, no, like you need to, like, like I, I put, I put like when I have an appointment with somebody, I put it on my Google calendar and it sends me reminders uh, a week before, a day before, a couple of hours before because I got to be here at this particular time. And so what you might need to do, just like you have a doctor's appointment, just like you have to be at school at a particular time, and if somebody say, hey, can you come help me? No, 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 I got I to gotta be here. I got to be at the doctor's office at such and such time. Can, can you go? No, 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 I, I got I to gotta be at school at this time. Can, can you No, no, I got a meeting with the Lord. You might need to actually set a concrete time that this is the time that I'm going to be in the face of God, and I won't allow anything to interfere with the time that I have set to be with my God. Can you say amen to that? Yes. So spending more time with him. Num number three, I want to highlight this. So I, God wants to talk to me. He wants to talk to me. He's given me the innate ability to hear his voice. But I'm having some issues hearing him right now, and I'm tripping because I really don't know why. It's not the previous instructions because what he's told me, as far as I know, I've carried that out. It's not about making time because I do make time for him, but for whatever reason, things are kind of cloudy they're kind of cloudy right now. It could be this, number three, a prideful heart. A prideful heart. Watch this. A prideful heart is defined as having an excessively high opinion of oneself. High opinion of oneself. But watch this. It's demonstrated when trying to control the dynamics of how and when God moves. Prideful, in this particular area, concerning the voice of God, pride really affects people like me who's been walking with the Lord for a long time. And God has spoken to me over the years and I've seen God move in many, many different ways. And you come to a place in your relationship with God because you've heard him speak so much, you've seen him do so many things that you form mental parameters around what he will and won't do based on your past of what he willing. So anytime God decides to move outside the box, you say that ain't God because that's not the way he normally. And in our text today, we have a problem with the individual that has a problem receiving a word from the Lord. And the reason he has a problem is because God didn't come in the way he expected him to come and he didn't come when he wanted him to come. 
So since you didn't come in the way I thought, because I mean, I, I mean, I am the, I'm the high priest, Zechariah. I am the man of God. I've been doing this all of my life. I've been trained for this. I watched my daddy do this. I watched my grandfather do this. Now it's my opportunity. I've seen you move. I've heard you speak. So how in the world would you do anything different from what you've done in my past? Get to the text. The Bible declares, verse number 13, Luke chapter number 1, verse number 13, your, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. The angel of the Lord goes on to say he will, he will be a joy and delight. Many will rejoice because of his birth. He, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. How, but, but he says, how can I be sure of this? Now, I'd be tripping already if the angel just showed up. I'd be like, cool. Whatever you say, dog, you know what I'm saying? You're the angel of the Lord and everything. He says, how can I be sure of this? I'm having problems believing what you're saying. And the reason is I have exalted my own strength, my own ability, and my own thought process above the might of God and strength of God. Because the only way that I can see this thing coming to pass in my life is me being a younger man and my wife being a younger woman and us coming together and then this thing happening. So he says, how can this be? Gabriel is highly offended. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel from uh, Nagapur, y'all. <laughs> Gabriel says, I am Gabriel, dog. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. This how you, okay, okay, Zechariah, you want to know how you going to know this going to happen? I'm getting ready to show you right now. Now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. That's how you going to know right now. From this moment on, you will not be able to say another word. That's how you going to know. Because you did not what, y'all? Because you didn't believe. And let me tell you, pride is the foundation of unbelief. Because when you, when you have a prideful heart, it's hard for you to imagine God. Because see, this is what faith is, man. Faith is the, the ability. Faith is the ability to see within your mind's eye. God, I, ooh, Jesus. It's the ability for you to see within your heart the possibility of what God can do. I believe like this. When you can see it on the inside, God will make it happen on the outside. So when God tells me something, there's a visual image that comes in my heart of God doing it, and that's my faith, believing that he will do it. God speaks to him, and he says, even in your old age, I'm going to cause you and your wife to have a child, but I can't see it no more on the inside. And because I can't see it no more, it's hard for ooh, God. Because you did not believe, your own pride stopped you from having faith in what it is that God. Now, now watch this. Watch this. I, I looked at this particular text, and this is what came to mind. Okay, Gabriel shows up, ta-da, y'all going to have a baby, he's going to be great, he's going to be wonderful, he's going to walk in the shoes of the prophet Elijah, uh, um, um, he, he, Zechariah responds, he says, how can this be, Gabriel says, this is how it's going to be, and, and we know when later on in the text, not only was he not able to speak, but he couldn't hear either, so he was both deaf and dumb, so here's my question, was it punishment or protection? <laughs> Think about that for a second. R really? So, so, oh, oh, so you want to know how it's going to be? Bam. Was it really punishment or protection? 
And, I, and I, when I thought about this and really meditated on it, I, I really prayed for my kids because I, I said to myself, I wish my kids would see this more because there are times when my kids will do things out of character and I will enforce a new rule now. <laughs> we, I ain't even think this. I ain't even, I ain't know y'all going to do all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I put a new rule and they'll say the new rule is punishment. But in reality, it ain't punishment. It's protection. Because I didn't think you would go that far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. Since, you are, since you will go that far, let me put a gate right here that'll keep you from. You, you don't understand. You don't understand. The power and life and death lies where? He silenced him because Zechariah was in a position to kill something that God was trying to give birth to. It wasn't punishment. It's protection. The last thing you're going to hear, Zechariah, is the voice of God. Come on, somebody. So the devil won't be able to speak to you, nor people be able to cancel the assignment that I placed on the inside of you. And I will not let you kill it with your tongue. So I'm going to cause you not to hear nothing else, and you won't be able to say nothing else until God brings it to pass. Can you say amen? Now, everybody in faith say, God, thank you for protection. Because there are some of you guys, you've gone through situation and you thought it was God punishing you. You thought it was God, the hand of God against you. But in all actuality, it wasn't God punishing you. God has said, you're going to be that crazy? Let me just keep you in the box. Come on, somebody. I, I, I feel like I can't go nowhere. God says, I ain't letting you go nowhere because you still crazy. This ain't punishment. I'm protecting you. Jesus. Jesus. That felt pretty good. <laughs> now watch this. Watch this. So Gabriel leaves Zechariah, and then he goes to visit Mary. The Bible declares the angel went to her and said, Greeting, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. You have found, watch this, favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call his name, him, him what, y'all? Jesus will be great. We know that. And will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, now watch Mary's response because Mary says, how will this be? How would this be? Now, she asked somewhat of the same question, but out of a different spirit. <laughs> same question, different heart. It wasn't how that's going to happen. It's more like, how can I help it happen? It's not a question of questioning him. It's the question of how do I go about carrying this out? Because, I mean, Mary, I mean, I mean just, a, you know, I've never, I'm, I'm never, Gabriel, I've, I've never done that, but I'm just thinking. <laughs> they told me it takes two. <laughs> so it wasn't doubt. It wasn't about unbelief. She didn't answer in the spirit of pride like Zechariah. She answers in the heart of humility. And let me show you what Gabriel's response justifies 
the humble heart. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. When Elizabeth, your relative is going, excuse me, even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Look what the angel said. The angel says, for no word from God will ever what, y'all? That, that's, that's, why, that's why all I need is the word from God. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what the situation is like. If you could just get one word from God. Amplified, verse 37 in the Amplified says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no, somebody shall no word. No word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So you know what that says? If God said it, within the word he says, it has the power to carry out what he said. All I need is a word. Now, to, to, to verify Mary's response as opposed to Zechariah's response, Zechariah's like, how this gonna happen? My wife old, I'm old. Mary says, how was it gonna happen? I'm a virgin. Zechariah was that of pride. I can't even see it happening. But Mary's response is that of humility. Verse 38 says, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me, everything you said. See, see this is, this is, this is where, where God wants us to be as his children and has his servants. He wants us to be in an open posture that whatever you say, I, my response is yes and amen. Enough of this. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me challenge you for a moment. Enough of this stuff of you examining what he said to see if you're going to respond. Because it was, oh, my God, because some of us are quite possibly in a Zechariah position not hearing what God said. Because you, you do know that for the next nine months he heard nothing. Not a human, angelic, not a nothing voice from the Lord, period. But when we see Mary throughout her life, she continues to have visitation. God continues to speak to her. Why does God continue to speak to her versus Zechariah? Because her heart is open. Open, what do you mean it's open? It's open to whatever you want to do, God. I'm with it. And that's what God is looking for in this particular hour. Not my will, but let your will be what? Done. Let it be done. Let it be done. Watch this. James chapter number four, verses number six. And I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Um, this, this is, uh, we got any running backs, run, running backs in here? Run, running backs. Anybody who? Come on, dog. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. It looked look like he hurt somebody. I'll be running off on me like that. Always like, whoa! <laughs> come on, stand right here. Tico, come here, man. Come here, yeah. Yeah, 
my brother. Come back to me. Sorry, come on. Yeah. 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 You say, yeah. <laughs> you say you're running what now? <laughs> come on, come on, Shallow. Come here, Shallow. Come on. Shallow, Jack. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, brother. Come on. Yes, come on. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, just, just stand right here. Just stand right here. I just want y'all to line up right here. Line up right here, okay? Right here. Right here. Woo. Right here. Yeah. It's going to be a show, y'all. <laughs> now, now, watch this. Watch this. Woo, Jesus. We need a ball. Now, the Bible declares that God gives grace to what, y'all? To the humble. So this, this, is what, this is what grace looks like. Now, your goal is to bust through that line. But here's the deal. Because God is with you, you don't have to do it by yourself. I think we're gonna have a touchdown, y'all. Because because this this scripture usually when 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 the gospel writer excuse me the the New Testament writers write uh, about action terminology usually they're references referencing some type of military tactic or sports. This is more in the sports arena. So he gives you grace because you are humble. But look what it says. I give more grace. Wherefore he saith, but watch this, for those who are prideful, God says, I don't give them grace, but I do what, y'all? Now, I need y'all to see this, because this is what God does when you lift it up in pride. Come here, fellas. Come here, come here, come here. Let's stand right here. Now turn around. Now run. If you can, because they're now against you. Now watch this. Watch this. The same, oh, God, I'm, man, I want to run myself. Y'all, I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to see this because God just ministered this to me. God says the same grace that I use for you when you're humble, when you're you prideful, I turn it against you. Now, hear why God does that. God says I have to tackle you before your enemies do. Because when your enemies do it, they're going to do it to hurt you. God says, I'm going to lovingly bring you, y'all, y'all, come on, somebody. I'm going to lovingly bring you down so you don't get yourself killed. So humble, that's why it says, humble your what, y'all? Because if God, oh, God, you don't want your enemies to humble you, y'all ain't saying, and you don't want God to have to do it, you can't humble your, thank you, fellas. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Watch this. My, my wife, she's such a wonderful mother. She's such a wonderful. She's too good sometimes. Won't let me be the daddy sometimes. And I did something last week that I learned from my daddy. So my, my kids' room, they, it's been a mess. I'm talking about a mess, mess. And my wife, she coming in. And so I ain't said nothing because I knew, I, I knew what I was going to do. I knew what I was going to do. So I came in there, and I put all the clothes, everything that was on the floor. I'm talking about I literally piled everything in the middle of the floor, and I said, 
I want y'all to clean this room from A to Z now. And so they come back 20 minutes later playing. I said, y'all done? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> and so 20 minutes later, they come back, they play. Y'all finished? Uh, no, sir. And so I walk in the room. I said, you need my help? I said, I, I said Daddy, I'll help you. No, Daddy, we got it. You sure you don't need my help? Now, I want the room clean A to, D, A, A to Z. We got it, Daddy. Okay. So about an hour and a half, two hours later, um, they was in there playing again. I said, baby, y'all clean that room? It's clean, Daddy. I said, great, baby. Come on in here. I just walked in the room. I said, put that in the trash. That go in the trash. That go in the trash. Daddy, that's my second grade trophy. That go in the trash. That go in the trash. Daddy, I get, that's my Christmas toy that y'all bought. Trash. All, tra everything trash. So Risa got everything, and I noticed that she went around her mama just so she could see the tears. <laughs> and her mama got up like I killed her. So what's wrong with you, baby? You okay? Daddy making me throw away my toys. I gave her an opportunity to clean before I came in to clean it. And I'm telling you, God has given you an opportunity to humble yourself but he, before he has to. Because how many know when, Zach, when, the baby, when John the Baptist was finally born, how many know Zechariah was in an humble position? The, the people said, what are we going to name him? We're going to name him after you, Zach. They said, no. He said, no, no, John. His name is going to be John. I bet it is. God humbled him, but I'm telling you, you don't. You don't have to have your enemies nor God to humble you. God challenges us to humble ourselves. What does humility, what does humility look like? Humility says, God, whatever you say, I agree. That's humility. You tell me to go, I'm going. You tell me not to go, I'm not going. I'm not going to question you out of unbelief. If I question, it's going to be because I want further instructions. But whether you give me further instructions or not has nothing to do with my level of I'm going to do it because you, my father, you said to do it. So what stops us from hearing the voice of God, number one? Last instructions we hadn't carried out. Some of us today need to go back and, and, and say yes and carry out some things God already told you to do. Number two, we're not as familiar as we could be with the voice of God because we don't spend enough time with him. And you need to, you need to do that every single day. Let me, let me tell you something. I'm getting out of here. Um, in the next... I don't, I don't know when. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'd, I'd like to meet with all of my brothers, with all of my brothers before the year is out. Just, just about an hour, hour and a half, and we just sit and talk, uh, maybe eat some chicken wings or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just hang out because I got some things that I want to share with you guys. I got some things that I want to hear from you guys. I, I want to do that. So just keep that. Keep that. And, and, and this is one of the things I'm going to say to you guys, and I'm saying to the rest of the church. This is what I have been seeing already. God showed this to me like three days ago. I've been seeing this already. Um, that some of you guys have been freed to walk on new levels. But still operating in old practices. So you still live in the life that got you bound. And watch this. 
you won't be able to live a contradiction for long. Because either your behavior is going to have to change to the, your new level of exaltation, or you're going to have to receive a demotion in your spirit to line up with the way that you... My wife ministered a wonderful message I just listened to, and it was fantastic, dear. She said, lay aside every weight and what? There's some things that are sin, but then there's some things that are, are not necessarily sin, but they definitely slow you down. Now, this is not like one of those legal, and, and, I, and I, first of all, God convicted me, and then after convicting me, he started showing me some of you guys. Because I noticed, I noticed I was feeling so good in my spirit, but there was old patterns of, of behaviors wasn't seeing, but it was just weight that I was continuing to, to do. And I noticed that I wasn't feeling as good. And so there's certain things that I cut out that I'm never going back to again. It's not about seeing. It's just these things slow me down. I don't feel as close to God when I'm around these type things. So I'm just not doing that anymore. It's not a legalistic principle. I'm, don't do this and be close to God. No, it's just how I feel. And I'm not going there anymore because, watch this, I want to maintain what he's allowed me to obtain. So I, that's what I want to talk to the brothers about, and I want to I want to hear some things from you guys. I went way too far off. God gives more grace. Final scripture, and I'm done. Isaiah 66 and 2. For all these things my hand has made, and so all these things have come into being by and for me, says the Lord. But this is the man to whom I will look and have regard he who is humble and of a broken or wounded spirit and who trembles at my word and reveres my commands. This is all that he's saying. These are the type of people that I continue to talk to. Those who honor and value my words. Those who honor and, and value my words, thank you. I went to uh, Hattiesburg um, earlier this week to talk to uh, one of my mentors and one of my fathers in the gospel. And, and God put this in my spirit about, about six months ago to, to just visit him more often. Because he's, he's an older man, he's a senior, and um, and, and I'm not speaking anything on him, but I I don't know how how long he has, and so I made it a point, as as busy as I can be, and as much as I got going on on the coast, I try to at least once a month just shoot up there and just sit at his feet, and it's an amazing thing because dude is just full of so much wisdom, and so. I sit there like a little boy with the with the cup, trying to catch every word. Because I value his voice. It's an amazing thing. He 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 was my my past my wife's pastor when I first met my wife. And um I ain't even like him then. <laughs> I didn't. I ain't like him at all. <laughs> so twenty years ago we've come from that. Uh, where he calls me a son now. And that's special because he didn't have to embrace me like that. 
Well, if you're going to consider me a spiritual son, I think I should spend more time valuing the things, the words that come out of your mouth. You do know God is like, like the God of the universe. Like, so, so he don't just hover over earth. He like balances galaxies and stars and planets and he got all kind of stuff going on. But the moment I say, Father, it's like he pauses for a moment to say, yes, son. I, I know that doesn't just happen because he, he, he like my wife, he can do a lot of things at once, you know. But, but it's like everything else is on hold because my son wants to have a conversation with me. So if God is that big and that awesome, and he, I believe, is an act of humility to talk to dust, because what am I? If he pauses and takes time to do that, I think I should tremble a little, little bit and come like a little boy with my cup and every word that he says. This is humility. Every word you say, I'm going. It may stretch me outside of my comfort zone, but every word. These are the people that God talks to. Those who value his voice. So my challenge to the people of God today is to gain a greater appreciation for his voice. Stop taking it for granted. And especially for those of you who have that prophetic gift where you hear him more often because of the prophetic gift, don't get, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Because I do know what it's like for God to continue to give me words for people to stop talking to me about me. That's not a good place to be because people are excited about what God has said through you to them, but you feel like trash on the inside because he ain't talking to you. Because you value the applause of people when you prophesy. But there's little value of what daddy says to you. Great appreciation. I want to pray for you guys today because we're in a critical season and, and I'm not just preaching and teaching gloom or doom. It's not about that. In every generation, God wants to do something special and this is no exception. God wants to do something special in your life through you to be a blessing to this generation and it behooves you to humble yourself, to submit yourself, to hear words from him. So if you're the individual in here for whatever reason, you know you haven't been in that place, it's time for you to, it's time for you to repent. Repent, it just means to change. It means to turn. Your focus has been on the wrong things, the wrong people's wrong situation, and you need to give God your attention again. And maybe there's somebody in here, it's, it'll probably be the first time that you've ever done this. I mean, you kind of had this religious thing going on in your life. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, there are just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. 
And secondly, if this ministry has impacted your life in any way and you'd love to help us to continue to impact the lives of others, go to our website, empowerthecity.org, and select Give Now. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next time.